We are live and we are recording. Welcome to the Strong Life Podcast, recording with Jeremy Mullins. It's been, it's been actually way, way too long. I know. I know. I feel like we went through a phase that we actually done this, not the podcast, but we would have conversations multiple times a week to people, right? Yeah, like we were, we were like, we were like tag team, yeah. man. You know, the only thing constant is change, you know? The sad part is I feel like that was six months ago, but it was probably two years ago. <laughs> I, got, I got to go back. I know, I I think it was within the year, but hey, do you guys still do the peanut butter and jelly podcast? We don't. So, you know, it's been, you know, once again, yeah, things change. So yeah things change, three, things yeah. grow, right? Um, both Teach and I just, it, it kind of exploded our roles at first form as far as leadership goes. You know, and then it was just really hard to carve out, you know, the hour of time that was available for both of us. Um, so, you know, we're hoping eventually, you know, as things maybe grow and, and some settle down to get kick something back up um, or even myself, I'm looking at, you know, doing, you know, a podcast here in the future of, of you know, maybe just peanut butter, right? Like it just uh, peanut butter jelly could just be peanut butter. <laughs> peanut butter. Well, is it, it's still, uh, still available though? Yeah. So it's still up. They're still live. Um, you know, some very good, we, we, I, I like it because, you know, you and I talk all the time. One of my sayings that I people is like, you know, simple is sexy, consistent is king. And I did a lecture last night at a, a local CrossFit facility and there was a doctor of, uh, physical therapy there. And I didn't know he was a doctor, you know, of, of physical therapy. I knew he had a science background because if I would teach something and mention, you know, for example, I was teaching RMR and I would mention, Hey, there's multiple calculations, but I try to keep it simple. Here's how I do it. I could see his eyes just being like, that makes sense, right? Like he was and, on another level of understanding. Correct. He 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 knew the second and third layer, but when I gave my simple version, it was just like that aha moment for him that like, that makes so much sense, right? Because he had had the DEXA scan. He'd had the bipod done. He'd done underwater weighing at Ohio University, you know, or Ohio, oh, sorry, Ohio State University for those that are big fans. Um, so it was just neat, right? Because I always try to keep it, you know, things simple in education. I think Teach and I did a really good job with that in the peanut butter jelly podcast. So just keeping things simple, building on each, you know, um, episode as we went. If you haven't listened to the peanut butter and jelly podcast, go back and listen. It's just great little nuggets. And for those of you that know, Jeremy, you're already getting like, nice to see you, Jeremy. Welcome back. Um, oh, I'm live. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I'm We're live. live. Don't forget. Right. I don't have Facebook pulled up. What's that? Yeah. I said, I don't have Facebook pulled up, but it's like that song. Oh. These, these are my, these are my people, right? As we're all, we're getting into that season of life. You know, I, I, I've always enjoyed coming over and, and being in your groups. Um, it's nothing against the younger generations, like, you know, but like the, the 35 to 55 year old range is kind of like my pocket of people that get my analogies and get, you know, my, my, cause that's where I'm at, right? That's where we are at in our phase of life. So I'm um, happy to be here. Yeah. So, so excited. So go listen to peanut butter and jelly. And, uh, were you the peanut butter or was I, it, did it, or well, was yeah, it, I mean, technically, you know, because, you know, teaches a higher, uh, carbohydrate individual, you know, so I guess technically he was the jelly and then I was the peanut butter. So, okay. Well, actually, before we get into it, the girls are asking what, what have you been up to? Oh, what have I been up to? Well, they probably don't see me as much on the live streams anymore. Um, so, you know, this this past year has been a very, um, in, in reality, and I don't care to share this, it's just been a tough year, right? Like you look at a lot of life things that are stressors, right? You look at the psychology of stress and going through events in your life. Like there has been a lot that's happened since, you know, December. Um, you know, we had our third baby in December, once again, at 43 years young, we decided to have another uh, baby. Um, that sleep deprivation yeah. hits a little harder in the forties than it did the, the early thirties. Um, you know, had a baby, I, I lost my dad in, in January. So my dad, um, passed away unexpectedly in January. Um, and that kind of led to me taking time off, you know, and I knew I was making a transition at first form, but it really like ripped the bandaid off where I wasn't with my team. Right. Which was a real struggle. Cause I went from being over 30 individuals, teaching these coaches how to coach and how to be better coaches to where I didn't have them anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, so a new baby, a new kid transitioning in, in work. Um, we sold a house. We're building a house. We bought a new car. We moved, um, you know, halfway across the country from from Missouri to Florida. So there's just been a lot of change and high stress change over the last six months. Um, 
but I still work uh, for First Form. I'm still a employee uh, with them. I still coach uh, a high volume of individuals on the app. I no longer do education or over the app team, but I'm helping with the sponsor trainers. So I'm sliding in, doing more of coach the coach with the, our sponsor trainers at First Form. And then I've started doing these nutrition lectures. Um, so we've hosted a couple at HQ, and then we just did our first one that was on the road here in Huntington, West Virginia. And I'm in the middle. Last night was my sixth nutrition lecture at CrossFit facilities. And then I got one more and I'll head back home. So those are kind of my two new roles um, inside of First Form and then still coaching, you know, of course, on the app. And you are, can you tell everyone a little bit about your military commitment? Oh, that's the other, the part, right? So that kind of played in why, you know, multiple different reasons. Um, and the passing of dad was maybe the, the, for lack of better terms, the straw that broke the camel, camel's back, right? Um, the military is, is transitioning more to a holistic approach. So getting into a lot of the, trying to educate our soldiers so that we don't break them down, right? They're not leaving service with multiple injuries, multiple health problems, from just either overtraining or having, not having the education on how to take care of their self when it comes to sleep, mobility, nutrition, and training. So that's picking up a lot inside of the military, and I'm being put on orders to do a lot of education there. So that was another reason of like transitioning to more of a remote position. It allows me to pick up, you know, more orders, go and serve in that role a lot more. Um, so inside of that, you know, I'm generally an OIC for a course that we are teaching um, nutrition, exercise, sleep, um, and spiritual and mental domains to help the soldiers be the best that they can be all around person, right? So not just be a stud or a studette when it comes to PT, but having the emotional resiliency or the financial resiliency where they don't have a lot of stress like that inside of, of their life. Yeah. Um, so that's been, yeah. So that's still been a, a large part of, of what I'm doing too. I would say on average, you know, we're doing a course every two months. Um, so doing a quite a bit of traveling and, and educating there. Yeah. Uh, somebody's asking if they wanted to get you to come to a gym, this one would be in Virginia. How, how would they make that connection for you to do a talk? At, like yeah, So they could just reach out. I mean, the biggest thing is there has to be a connection kind of with first form. Right. Yeah. And that can and that can be a new connection. Right. So if that gym wants to carry first form as a, um, you know, wholesale. like, wholesale, yeah, wholesale the product, then I would set them up with our wholesale team. They can start wholesaling the product and then we schedule time and I would come in and do a free lecture. So the lectures are, are free of charge, you know, for the clients. All I'm asking is that they, of course, are, are in the family of first form with either being, you know, a legionnaire if it's a single person or wholesale if it's a gym. So yeah, they can just reach out to me. And then what I try to do is when I have a couple of interests, you know, in Virginia, then I would try to find two or three more um, wholesalers that are already wholesaling there and do a little nutrition tour. Yeah. So 100%. Yeah, that can we can make that happen. So if that makes sense, this is a first form uh, initiative to get out and make sure they're educating. So more than just like having a product there people can understand why these are important, why this is helpful in the context of a fitness journey. So it's, it's not just any gym, you know, and, it, and to be honest, there's no supplement education unless there's questions, right? Yeah. So it's about a two hour block on nutrition. Yeah. Um, and that's what the, the initial lecture is. And of course I'll do Q and a at the end if they have questions. Um, but it's not, you know, it's not a supplement lecture or a product lecture. It is truly a nutrition lecture. Um, and then, you know, once again, just building that community, right. Cause, and I asked in our big lecture and, and, and you guys can think about this, like, what do you think of first form? And I understand a lot of you guys, when you think of first form, you probably think of Kendra, which is totally fine. Right. Because that's, that's a relationship, but you know, a lot of people ask them, okay, what is first form as a company? And a lot of people will say supplement company. A lot of people said education company, which I really liked. That made me feel good. Um, yeah. And, you know, then I said, well, we're a lifestyle company. And what I mean by lifestyle is not nutrition and exercise as a lifestyle, but we live by those core values, right? And that's what I want people to understand that, you know, when we, when someone's associated with first one, there's a certain, you know, way that we carry ourselves, right? We pick up trash, we hold doors for each other. We um, move the, the buggies back, right? And, and, and I get it for you Northerners, those would be shopping carts, Okay. But for all of my Southern people, they're like they're, the buggy. What are you talking about? They, like, yeah, they're, they're buggies. Yeah, like so, horse and buggy. No, no, shopping that's buggy. How, that's sure. how you roll in Missouri. I'm sure. No, this is a West Virginia thing, right? Okay. So, oh, right, right. Florida, they say buggies too. So I'm sure yeah, people are like okay. thinking they're, they're saying either way right now. It depends on where they're at. You know, it's a shopping cart or the yeah. buggy. We put those back. And that's what I mean by 
you know, we're a lifestyle company and, and you've done a great job inside your group. Like I, I see your posts and those that, you know, are in your quote subculture, like these individuals carry themselves a different way. Yeah. And that's what I mean by we live a certain lifestyle and that extends outside of, you know, first form into what we do. Right. So that's the cool thing for me is I'm, I'm able to connect with, you know, these, these lectures, I average, you know, 25 to 30 people, I'm able to connect with them and then spread, you know, the message. So. Yeah, that's awesome. It is different. I do think it is like, it does connect us, you know, being part of the community connects us with a lot of people who are just, you know, on a mission to kind of, it's like a, it's like if personal excellence piques your interest, this is, this is, this is what we're doing, you know? And if you haven't done that, I would encourage everyone here whether you own a business or not, you know, or your, your business has core values, just think of three to five core values that define you. And that will make a lot of habits and decisions much better, right? What I mean by that is we all have icebergs anyway. And an iceberg might be a belief or a core value that is under the surface that you're not aware of, but you have it, okay? Great example of that is if, you know, I see, um, I'll use myself, right? Kendra and I are walking and, and all of a sudden like Kendra opens the door for me and I miss out. That makes me feel bad, right? Because I'm supposed to open the door for her. That is a core value that I have that a guy should open a door for a lady. But Kendra is also very type A and strong minded. And she started picking up her pace before we got to the door so she could open it, right? So I have to understand that, okay, maybe in that situation, that is who she is. But that's just a core value. So I think if you've never really thought about it, setting down and being like, okay, what are the top three to five core values that you have as an individual? And that will help you in life in general to make decisions. A couple of mine, you know, leave the world a better place. So I'm trying to do that through education, right? If I can help people lose weight, become better people, I'm leaving the world a better place. But if I can also pick up trash, you know, when we're out for walks, that leaves the world in a better place, right? You know, so all those things are stuff that I'm trying to do to leave the world a better place. That's a core value. So that's just a great example. Yeah. Yeah. I like that too. I do. I do think that kind of reminds me of like, <clears throat> I think a lot of people through no, you know, this isn't a put down are kind of just kind of coasting through life, feeling like it's happening to them. Yeah. And, and, and oh, think- it's my luck. Well, like you actually, I always think of it like you have to assert yourself on your life. Like, yes, it will feel like it's coming at you if you don't like, if you don't tackle it and and assert yourself and decide how you want it to go. I mean, I, I agree hundred percent. And I think that that has gotten um, worse over the last few years, right? Yeah. I think, you know, it, it's almost it's like- this, It's this thing, it's this phone- it's feeding. This is this is the devil. I swear. I'm if you if you're listening, it's I'm holding up my phone. It's just it's feeding us when we need to be out there, like in pursuit, setting yeah. our intentions. And it's almost like I call it. It's good enough, right? It's good enough. And I'm struggling right now. With, we're building a home, and it's like to me, it's not high standard. It's good enough right? You know, the drywall is just broken everywhere. They don't care, you know, because it's just them. It's just a job, right? And yes, I understand there, there's going to be people come in and put mud on the drywall afterwards and make it look pretty, but it's like, why not do it right to start with, mm-hmm. you know? So, so I think that is something that I think as individuals, if we really set those core values, what means to you, and it's different for all of us, then that can help propel you to success, no matter if it's a wellness journey, fitness journey, financial journey, spiritual journey, you name it, setting those core values for yourself will make it easier to hold the line with yourself. Yeah. And also you, like, I have a, I have this journal where every day I write this, like, these are my goals and they're, um, I'm obviously getting my graduate degree, faith, family, writing a book, uh, fitness. They might sound cliche, uh, but it's about if anything I am doing or any way I'm spending my time for more than a few minutes that falls like outside of the mission, it's like, I have to ask myself, what's the point? And it's, it helps simplify my brain. It helps reduce the chaos. Cause it's like very clear what I'm doing in this world. And it's very intentional. Yes. Okay. We can agree on that. 
I, I love that. And I think, you know, it's, I still like writing down on legal pads. Maybe it's our age. I still like writing those things down because I feel like it's easy to, to, know. you know, yeah. <laughs> easy yeah. to track. Well, okay. So today, today uh, we wanted to talk about, I was, I, my favorite thing to talk with you about is these big, huge weight loss journeys. Because if you don't know, Jeremy, Kenny and I say this all the time. Jeremy is the best diet coach in the country, maybe in the world. <laughs> He's a registered dietitian, dietitian for the U.S. Army, uh, helped thousands of people, coached thousands of coaches to help thousands of people. So I can't even imagine the the domino effect and and like the echo of your work. You've been a mentor to me. You've been a friend the the best hands down leader in the industry from everything from an athlete to like morbidly obese his knowledge is uh hands down the depth and the breadth is impressive to say the least so when we get you here we want to get everything out of you that we can but well, you, go ahead sorry no i just you know i just want to say you uh, know I Thank you. Like it, that, you know, a means a lot because yeah. you know, I think what I've learned, especially as I've gotten older and, and been successful, like financially in my career, like being told that I'm valued means so much. Right. And, and really means more to me now than if you said, you know, Hey, Jeremy, you know, can I kind of pay you to be on, on the podcast? Right. You know, like hearing that means more to me than, than financial. Right. And I think that's, I made a post on social media the other day about to young coaches you either have to care for your people or you're going to have to learn how to care. And I was lucky that from day one, the reason I got into the coaching space was I just naturally cared for people and I want to see them succeed. Right. That, and I think that's clear. It's because there are easier ways to make money. Like we could approach, there are easier ways we could go eat 500 calories a day, give me $3,000 a month and like, good luck to you. You know, I was, I was thinking some other way. I was thinking like burgers and beer, like own a restaurant. Sorry. Oh, that would be the worst. That would be the worst. Or I stayed at my corporate job and just like barely worked, made a bunch of money, had a ton of retirement, had paid weeks off, worked from home, been sent all over the world. That's what, that was my job. And I was like, I think I'll choose this path of being an entrepreneur and building my own business and helping people change their lives. And I think you're so right. Like when I was a manager uh, at my corporate job, I could 100% of the time people would take $10,000 less if they had a better manager, 100%. like the, the, their, your experience in your career is like made by the people who lead you. I think that's true. Um, and so if you don't feel valued, there's no amount of money somebody can give you. If you have a toxic boss or you are in a toxic work environment, at some point, the money doesn't matter at yeah. all. <laughs> it's totally irrelevant. So I'm with you on the value thing. Um, the payback for me, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to start getting into like the hundred pound fat loss, you know, cause you mentioned that and it's like, you know, the cool thing is for someone to lose 90, hundred pounds or more, the great thing about it, the process is no different than losing 10 pounds. That journey is just going to take a little bit longer, but the process remains the same. And it's simpler than what most people think. That is one of the frustrations now that I'm getting with just this growing in the social media world is we see so much stuff. Right. We see all this stuff. And, you know, I'm sorry, Kendra, if you didn't get up and do, you know, your sauna this morning, contrasted with your ice bath and then meditate light, light in the eyes, light in the eyes, meditate for Brazil 30, nuts. Yeah. Meditate for 30 minutes. And, you know, if you didn't do all those things, you, you, you're a loser. I want you to know that. Okay. So like Huberman, Huberman is a blessing and a curse. It's like, dude, are you kidding me? Like at some point. Yeah. Like, Hey, yeah. Yeah. You know, is a morning routine important? 100%. But that morning routine might look different from all of us. Because my morning routine sometimes is get up, shot a megawatt, get my butt to the gym, because that's the only time that I have to be able to train my body so that I feel good the rest of the day. 
right? So, you know, those are all things to, to think about, um, you know, as we go, but I really try to teach things in simple forms that we can apply day in and day out. Yeah. Okay. So the topic today was how do you, how does somebody lose a hundred pounds? And the reason this is interesting is because I think Jeremy has, has a lot of these cases. And one of the reasons why we've, we, uh, you know, you have made such a name for yourself is of course, you've got fit people fitter. You've got like lean people leaner. So you have that skill. You also have the skill and the contrast of multiple, like hundred pound weight losses or in that range, right? Like that's, and so I'm always curious how, how you get somebody that result. And the, before you answer too the, the, the payback, when we talked about being valued, the payback is a coach is when somebody follows through. Like I would take less money if I knew somebody was going to just run the play and reach their goal. I would have you, I do it for free. You know what I mean? Like that's how rewarding and valuable it is when somebody reaches their goal. That's the, like the cool exchange between the coach and client. So hundred percent. I think a lot of people that, you know, listen to your podcast and that you've coached as I go through this game plan, like they're going to have these aha moments and like, well, that's what kinder does, right? Yes. Because we all kind of run the same, same plan. Right. And, and, and like you said, yes, I'm known for those bigger losses. Like I've had some of the people, but you know, I'd say like a lot of the guys who are fitter that really want to get really lean might lean more towards the Kenny or the Dustin's of, of our world. Right. Which is okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I've done that. I've actually transferred a lot of people over to Kelly Pullman, to Kenny, to Dustin, as they've gotten leaner, where I'm like, hey, man, I, when you're saying you want to get your lats a little bigger, I deadlift a little more, do some pull-ups. Like, I, I just that is just not my specialty versus the 100-pound person is, the 90-pound person. And the first thing I always say is, you know, hey, we have to build the snowball first, okay. right? I don't get aggressive in someone that's losing 100 pounds. I build the snowball. And what I mean by that is I'm building trust. I'm starting them out on the basics of a diet where we're hitting protein requirements. We're hitting our calorie requirements without reducing calories too much. I'm building those habits and I'm setting myself up to make changes along the journey, right? And then the great thing about the 80, 90, 100 pounds of lose, when it comes time to push them, the trust is so high right? The trust is there. And if you go to my Instagram right now, I think I have three of some, some progress photos that are posted up there. Um, you know, Kevin Froome and Adam Perrette, I could be butchering Adam's last name. Those are two guys that have lost about 90 to hundred pounds in the last nine to, to 12 months and was just able to push them so hard towards the last four to six weeks of this last challenge. Why? Because they'd lost 80 or 90 pounds and now they had 10 or 15 to go. They're going to do anything that I ask, mm. right? And the beautiful thing about the ask, it's not anything that we've already asked you to do, right? From the beginning of the average person, okay? So I'll take a step back, you know, and then Kendra, if you want to go second layer on anything as I, I go, you can just ask the question and I can, you know, elaborate a little bit on it, right? But if we take a step back and look at the average American, we are over fat and under muscled, mm-hmm. right? The average American, over fat, under muscled. So what that means is, A, we probably need to reduce calories, increase protein and make sure that we have resistance training inside the workout routine, right? Like just looking at averages, three three pillars of fat loss. Correct. So I, you know, we look at it and say, okay, those have to be in my routine to be optimal and healthy, right? Which in the term with what we're talking about today is fat loss. Okay. So I want to make sure that I'm building that with them. Okay. You know, with protein, we look at that one gram of protein per target body weight as a starting point that is taking the, the, the dart, hitting the dart board. It is a great starting point for that individual. Is it an increase in protein from what they've been doing? A hundred percent in most cases, but I wouldn't consider it high, right? That's a little terminology I'm trying to put out there. The one gram per target body weight is not high. It is optimal, right? American Dietetic Association, the RDA, which is recommended dietary allowance is 0.8 grams of protein. That number is out there to prevent malnutrition not for optimal health, not for optimal fat loss. So that's the number one goal is in the diet, get them consuming the one gram of protein per target body weight and getting them roughly 10 calories per pound of current body weight, right? Maybe a little bit less depending on how much that they lose. Because remember when we start talking about resting metabolic rate, 
a good rule of thumb that your resting metabolic rate is about 10 calories per pound, but plus or minus 10 or 15% if we're talking about you need to lose weight. Okay, so just to do math, so people understand, 10 calories, if your goal is 150 pounds, 10 calories per pound would be 1500 calories, roughly. Right. Yeah, okay. but, but let's say that we had a female that was 170. Yep. Like, so 170 pounds that wanted to be 150. I would probably start them on a 1700 calorie diet, which is at 10 calories per pound, right? And roughly 150 grams of protein. That would be their starting point, right? Especially if you're coming from no fitness background. If you're 170 pounds and you're coming from a fitness background, you know, you've been working out, then we might give you 18, 1900 because you're already fairly active, right? So this is where I want to add some color and then we'll always go back to Jeremy here leading the way. This is where we have uh, the, the app, the first form app, if you're in it, it's going to set you with this around this amount. Now I see, so you don't have to do the math. I, I guarantee Jeremy, everyone's writing this. They're like trying to scribble the math. Don't worry. But you also have to understand this is where a good experienced, and I'm going to emphasize experienced, qualified, certified coach comes into play because Jeremy and I both have experience. So even if the app says X, Y, Z, we can look at you. We can think about our thousands of people and say, I think actually, Stephanie, you would be better off starting you higher. And we will have our reasons for that. And hundred percent, I made that formula. The formula in the first form app is mine, but I'll be the first one to tell you it can't be perfect because it is a friggin' equation. It's a right. Like, right. It's math. We, we, yes. Yeah. We try to get it as close as possible under the circumstances and the questions, but it's not going to be perfect. Right. 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 You know, and, and in the same way. So let's just go back and say, I have this, this gentleman that's 300 pounds. Okay. That needs, to be, needs to be 200. Right. I would look at him and say, well, that means a 3000 calorie diet, 200 grams of protein. But I also say, well, okay, he's got hundred pounds to lose. So he really needs to weigh 200. So I, I would be okay. Like giving him a 2,500, 2,600 calorie diet. Right. So that's where I generally will start is someone that's 300 pound gentleman, you know, somewhere around 26 to 2,800 calories, 200 grams of protein. Right. This so, is, so the math would the the a calculator would say one thing, the math would say one thing, but the yeah. coach's experience would say, you know, I think twenty six hundred is going to be enough. I think it's going to get him a better result. I think he's going to be sustained with higher protein, and I I think we can push his results a little with that. And even in the app, we have a, a calculation if someone's over 60 pounds to lose, it will actually use target weight to set calories. So it will lower them some. So once again, but the 60 pounds is a hypothetical number, right? Like we just had to pick something to, to adjust that to where it was artificial intelligence. I hate using that word now because artificial intelligence is picking up to where you can sound like me, but I, 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 I digress. <laughs> Um, so yes, that, you know, so we, we get the protein set one gram per target body weight. We settle into a caloric load right? So that's what we're doing nutritionally. Get them doing some resistance training and I get them walking 60 minutes a day, right? I go ahead and push it to 60 minutes. If I know this individual has a lot to lose because the benefit of walking is so drastic inside of a fat loss client. Mm. Okay. So that is my initial, like, okay, we're baking this cake and we'll get this cake started. These are the, the ingredients, the things that we need to do to have success along this journey. I'm making the snowball. I'm not worried about the speed of the snowball yet. I'm making it. Okay. I, I have a couple questions. How long do I have you? So I. Uh, we'll say 15-ish more minutes. Come on. 20, a little longer. I mean, right, I, need to, I right. need to shut up, but. Hey, look, it's okay. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in there. I'm in the course. <laughs> okay. So this is the thing. How. You have somebody who's a hundred pounds overweight. Okay. Let's say something like that. This is a very uncomfortable place to be. That's a lot of weight to carry. It'd be it's, it's by anybody's standards. What is the initial reaction when you say to somebody who's probably sedentary, obese, has poor food habits. Okay. Uh, all right. I need you to do 60 minutes of walking a day, three times a week of resistance training, you know, let me know if you have any questions. What's the initial response? Uh, I mean, it varies, but I would say the initial response is from the exercise, that's it, right? Like that's it, right? Because they think that they have to do so much more. And then from the nutrition side of it, 
they think that the calories are actually high and they do think always. the protein. Always. Yeah. They're right. like, what? Yeah. And, calories and, are, yeah. yeah. And the average person is going to think the protein's high because they're not used to it. Yeah. So that's, those are general, the thoughts, you know, that are there. Right. Um, and then we just, a lot of times have to do the education of what are the primary protein sources, you know, meat, fish, eggs, some dairy, like cottage cheese, Greek yogurt, and then protein shakes. Right. How? So there's still, still a lot of education that's going to go on, you know, but that is like baking the cake and getting this journey started. Don't use a baking cake analogy in the yeah. hundred pound weight loss journey, baking <laughs> cake. Funny. Well, to finish that, yeah. so, so to finish that analogy, I use that for my coach, the coaches, right? So baking the cake, what we're referring to is it doesn't matter the icing or the sprinkles or the toppings that you put on a cake. So stop stressing about which salt you're going to use, you know, quit stressing about, you know, uh, the which artificial, the, you know, sweetener that you're going to choose. Quit stressing about the small yeah. stuff, right? So that's, yeah. that's that analogy. Yeah. You know, let's, let's as coaches focus on quote unquote, baking the cake. Perfect. Then we worry about the sprinkles and the toppings on top. Yeah. So everybody understands where I'm going with that analogy. It's, it's one I use for my coaches. Well, I think also I get a lot of people worried about like, you know, does this bicep curl, is this going to get the peak of my bicep? I'm like, girl, you're not even working out yet. Let's worry about the peak of your bicep in like three years yeah. right now. Just go to the gym, you know, pick up any weight, like literally just pick up anything and you'll be better off. Move yeah. your body, move, move your, your body. body. Okay. Yes. So last question about that. When somebody has a hundred pounds to lose and they come to you, do you have a process of level of readiness or are you assuming, Hey, you, I didn't drag you here for help. Like you came to me, I'm assuming you're ready. This yeah. is it. No apologies. How do you approach that? So I've changed a lot of things, try to, to improve what I call the 30% rule. You okay. know, what I found is people come to me and, and 30% are ready to make a change. That is reality. Yeah. Another 30% are not ready to make a change. They have not been hurt enough, scared enough, or want pleasure enough, right? Because I think from a, a, a psychological basic human need, we change because of pain or pleasure, right? And that pain could be, you got high blood pressure. Kendra, you're a diabetic. That pain could be seeing a photo that you just haven't been taking photos for 10 years because you've been missing them. And you finally, someone snapped a photo of you and you see it and you, you are hurt, right? So it doesn't have to be physical pain, right? Or just pleasure in the sense of like, you know what? I want to look better, right? I think with humans, we, 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 there's a reason we make change. And 30% of the people just don't, are not ready, okay? The other 30% is a dogfight. And I've tried different stuff, right? Like motiv inter uh, motivational interviewing. I've tried, you know, following up with them. It's still just, it's hit and miss. You may gain onesies and twosies out of that. So always look at it as like, hey, you know, if 35% of people who I work with can have success, then, then I'm doing good because I've tried to change some stuff. So a lot of times, yeah, I don't do like an assessment of needs or anything like that, you know, just because of the volume of individuals I work with, you know, that doesn't mean I don't care about them, but I've just learned that that's, if they're not ready to change, then yeah. nothing to do, yeah. right? The, the interview is just going to let us know that they're not ready to change. Yeah, it's so it's so interesting. I used to do level of readiness interview. And if somebody's meeting with you, they're gonna be like, I'm ready. I'm ready. Like, of course I'm ready. You know, take all take all my money. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. I've had people pay me six hundred dollars a month. I've had people pay me zero dollars. If you're not ready, there's no amount of money that's gonna like you can't pay me. I'm gonna give you the tools. I, I can't do it for you, you know. Yeah. 20 years of doing this, the percentages roughly stay the same. It's the same. Totally. If you, whether, whether I give you a meal plan or macros doesn't matter if you're not ready, the meal plans are not more successful either. I found. So that's interesting. You don't no. give a meal plan either. Do you I, no, I, I've stopped yeah. doing, I've yeah. stopped. Like I will not make a meal plan. I will help you. Yeah. Right? And I told some coaches this, this week, like Jeremy, you know, I'm like, Hey, until someone's hitting protein and calories, I don't go look at quality of foods. Oh, same. Right. I'm not going to go look at your quality of foods or how many times that you're eating a day until you're hitting protein and calories. Yeah. Now I might go in there if like someone's, you know, th 30 grams off their protein, I'll go in and look and be like, Hey, you're not doing a, a post-workout shake, you know, in the workout setting, let's add a whey isolate there, two scoops, that's 40 grams. You're going to hit your protein need. Yeah. I'll do that, but I'm not worried about quality in the beginning yeah. because once again, my, my steps with this, like we were saying, got to have you hitting your protein. I got to have you hitting your calories or being slightly below calorie goal. Those are my things. I get this fat loss clients going. And here's the great thing. We, we said this earlier, whether we're talking about hundred pounds or 10 pounds, 
doesn't change. You got 10 pounds to lose guys. It's still protein and calories, right? The numbers are just going to look different than the hundred pound, hundred pound fat loss. Yeah. It's going to take longer. Okay. So 30 pounds, 30%. That's so true. I say that all the time. If 10 people come to me, three people follow through it's it's, and it's every time, no matter how, how I approach it, what I say is so interesting. Okay. So you've got this person, 60 minutes of walking three times a week of resistance training, which is um, awesome for anybody. I think we can all get a start to see here that the process isn't that different. What else how else does the journey progress from there? So I usually do a, a couple of changes. And one of the first changes I'm doing, and this is something that really changed over probably the last, I would say five to six years, I wasn't doing before. Okay. You know, and I talked about this earlier. I, I said the wording for a different reason. The one gram of protein per target body weight, I don't consider high, right? It's optimal, right? It's the minimum I would want someone to get in. I will then get a little bit more aggressive with protein intake. Right. So what I look to do and adjustment that I make in my guys is to add 50 grams of protein and my girls generally 40 grams of protein is my next adjustment to their diet. Okay. Why protein has the highest thermic effect of any of your macronutrients. It's roughly 30%. So what that means for every extra hundred calories of protein you eat, your body burns 30 calories. So when I increase 50 grams of protein in an individual's diet, I've actually increased them burning 60 calories per day. Okay. So you're burning more calories because I added more protein. Then once we start losing weight and that individual is dropping you weight and using body fat for fuel, a lot of times their hunger will go down because the body's getting used to using stored body fat. When you got a hundred pounds of it, the body's like, Hey, I've got plenty of storage, right? I'm, I don't need to be hungry, but also increasing protein helps with hunger. So when, the same time that I increase that 50 grams inside of the client's diet, I will pull 50 grams of carbs out or 25 grams of fat because that's about 200 calories. So I'm keeping them on the same caloric diet, but I'm increasing protein and bringing down the other fuel sources, either carbs or fats. Generally it's carbs because it's easy for the client to see the 50 movement, right? Hey, increase protein 50, drop carbs 50. Yeah. It's easy for them to see. Five grams of fat is like, I mean, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So 20, you know, nine calories per gram of fats would be 20. Yeah. 20, 20 grams roughly would be the 200 calories out of the fat. But most of the time, you know, if we're doing a 50-50 approach or, you know, higher carb, lower fat, you don't have the room to pull the fat out. So most of the time I do pull carbs first, right? So now what I've done is this person's still on that 26 to 2,800 calorie diet because I increased protein by 200 calories, but dropped carbs by 200 calories. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll ask the individual like, hey, is it possible to get another 30 minutes of walking in? Doesn't have to be with your hour that you're doing on your lunchtime, but could you do 15 minutes in the morning and 15 minutes in the evening? I'm trying to get them to a 90 minute walk because when my, when my client is close to 300 pounds, if they walk an extra 30 minutes, they're going to burn another 250 calories. So what I did in this client by increasing protein, dropping carbohydrate, I essentially causing them to lose one more pound of body fat a week while calories stay the same. This is, uh, yeah. 60 from the increase in protein because the, the thermic effect. Yeah. Pull 200 grams of carbs. I'm sorry, 200 calories from carbs. So that's 260 extra calories that person's burning a day coming from body fat. And then I have them walk 30 more minutes, which is another 250 calories, 500 calories a day, seven days a week, 3,500 calories, another pound of body fat a week. And they're still on the same caloric diet that they started. Right. Which is a nice... I've done that a lot with people, you know, shifting that protein intake around and dropping the other macronutrients just to see also, you know, psychologically, that's really cool for people to know that you can, you can play around with macros a little bit and a little more movement goes a long way. Right. And you're talking a pound a week. That's big. That's big. Yeah. So this is always. Let's also remember this is a hundred pound weight loss. So the leaner you get and the lighter you get, things change. Yeah. Things well, let's let's change. speak for the 170 pound female that we were okay. using. So right. I increase 40 grams of uh, protein, yep. right? That's, that's, you know, 40, 160 calories. So that's probably only an extra 45 calories burned a day, right? You could pull 40 grams from carbs, which is 160, but you doing a half hour walk at 140, 150 pounds, 170 pounds, isn't going to burn 250 calories because yeah. you're smaller, right? So the theory is the same. You, it would only be probably a quarter of a pound fat loss versus a pound, 
just yeah. because of the, the difference in the body sizes. But hey, if you're 170 pounds and you burn an extra quarter pound of body fat a week and eat the same calories, yeah, that's big. How do you, how do you, where is adherence in all of this? Because we know adherence is a thing. It's a, you know, it's like studied. Where is, where do the struggles, are they different for somebody losing a hundred pounds versus 30 no. pounds? It's yeah. No, yeah. I mean, like I see that most people fall off early. If we're, we're talking an eight week challenge, since we live kind of in the challenges, right. Yeah. I see that most people struggle earlier than they struggle. Right. And then once they, once they pass that, you know, eight weeks, they generally have it. Okay. Now I will say something that someone who has a lot to lose generally, we don't see as much and it's because they don't get to goal. So if you can get to your goal in eight weeks, the next big challenge is to not let the backslide, the pendulum swing to the other side. Mm -hmm. But once I get a, someone who's got a hundred pounds to lose, make it eight weeks, they generally don't backslide that much because their eye is still on the target goal. Yeah. Right. And I'm having those conversations with them, you know, so like, Hey, nothing's changed. Cause you know, I probably am not going to make any more adjustments with this person. If let's just say this is January, this is the first challenge I worked with them after making that adjustment. I'm probably not going to change that much. You know, I got them up to maybe doing a routine on the app that is resistance training four or five days a week. Right. You know, um, but we're going to keep, you know, working, you know, there forward from, from there, you know, I'm not going to make any more calorie adjustments until later on. So. Right. So I think what I hear you saying too, is if you can, man, it's, it's like everybody who quits before the eight weeks is up, they just struggle. Cause it, every time you quit, it gets easier to quit. Yes. You just, you just, you just kind of, you get in the habit of quitting and this, the same is true when, when you don't, then you get in the habit of finishing. Well, you realize that there's no, like when you quit, maybe a little bit of pain in the sense of like disappointment in yourself, but nothing bad happened to you. Yeah. Right. Like you didn't die. You didn't, you know, get punished. And so once again, going back to the psychology of pain or pleasure, but once you quit, it is so easy to quit because you realize, well, nothing really bad happened to me. Right. Like, unfortunately, yeah, that no that, consequence. Yeah. hundred percent. And you kind of go, well, you know, they, they do those challenges every few months anyway. I'll just, I'll like pick up the next one. And then the years go by and you, you haven't really, you haven't really gotten anywhere, but those who finish, you can start to see. And by the way, it's not three weeks, this whole like three week habit thing. That's some habits. Maybe that's chewing gum. But when you're talking about a whole lifestyle, there are things that can take a year for you to, to, to click. Like it's not three weeks, 21 days. That's, that's baloney. I have my folks work on a continuous three to five days of daily actions. So yeah. you're picking three to five things that you're writing down on a notepad. Once again, old school, right? I want people to write it down. And if people do it on the computer, that's fine. But three to five daily actions that you're working to make habits. Once they become a habit and you're like, Jeremy, I don't have to write this down anymore. Cool right? Like it's become a habit, put something new on your list, right? So that's something I just continue. We're building habits all the time. So when somebody gets to the, the, what's the fastest hundred pound weight loss you've had? Do you know? To be honest, I don't know. Cause I never, I never look at that. I can yeah. tell you, the, I can tell you the best I've had in nine weeks, right? So I had a, a, someone lose 60 pounds in nine weeks, one time yep. for a yep. challenge. Now okay. that was probably more like to be honest, I would say high 40s because I think this person was carrying a lot of inflammation, a lot of water weight because they lost a lot the first week. Yeah. Right. So, you know, and that person was probably 260, 270 and ended in the high twos. Yeah. You know, so if you break it down like that, then that's nine weeks. You know, it's still great loss if, if you're talking 45 pounds, like it's still five pounds a week. Like, yeah, that's it's strange. unheard of. And that is a, that wouldn't, that this is not somebody who's, this is a man, first of all, that's going to much more likely happen to a man. Um, a lot of inflammation, pushing high and was just really dialed in, you know, into the process. Yeah. Um, you know, so it wasn't, what is it a finished product at the end of that either? Well, I want to make that point. So there was still body fat to lose. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Somebody was but, asking if they kept off the 60 pounds. I think you've talked about this person before. Yeah. It's, uh, you guys met Kevin Miller. He's from yeah. Canada. He was uh, yeah. one of the yearly winners back in early on. Um, he's gained a little bit. He's definitely not as lean as he was when he finished the year, but by no means has he put that weight back on. Right. Yeah. So a lot of my winners, you know, Dennis McLaughlin, um, Kevin, a lot of them have maintained their weight. Right. Which is awesome. 
because that's the goal, right? Like, and I think that's why maybe going back to what you said earlier about, you know, being known as someone that loses, have people lose a lot of weight, because I really don't get like aggressive inside of, of their plan and we're building habits, right? Because now we're kind of like, if, if we're talking about a hundred pound person, we went from the new year challenge. Now we're in the spring challenge. Really what the spring challenge I'm doing is maybe one more calorie cut, right? Because he's still at 2,800 calories, 26, 2,800 calories. You know, so my next move is generally to add a vest into the walking, right? Because 90 minutes a day is a lot of time. I understand that. So I'll add a vest on their walking and then I'll make sure that they're once again, following a first form app or following my programming where they're getting that resistance training four to five days a week. Right. Um, and then we don't really touch more um, other than one calorie drop inside of that challenge. But now I've got the person once again, in this hypothetical gentleman, we're talking about, you know, he's consuming 250 grams of protein. We got him at that 25, 2600 calorie range. Right. That's kind of where we're at. Okay. Now, moving into the summer challenge, this is what I did with Kevin and um, Adam, which you guys can see on, on the Instagram. I do another protein increase, right? So when I'm ready to push them to this final product, I want to increase protein again because the research and the data will tell us that the higher protein diet is going to help us preserve muscle tissue in a low calorie diet. So as I'm starting to drop this guy down to 2,400, 2,200 to make his push to drip, strip off as much body fat as I can. 2,200 calories is relatively low for someone that's 230, 240, right? So I will do another 50 gram increase in my gentleman, which puts, you know, an average male up to around 300 grams of protein. Now, if we're speaking females, you know, Kendra, I will push some females up if we're talking about stripping the body fat on this journey down, right? I will increase them to 200 for the average female. And I say average, right? So if there's someone out there that's five foot tall, probably not going to need 200 grams of protein in your push. So I want you to understand that. But if I'm just giving some generic numbers, right? So I'll increase the protein again to 300 and I will pull more calories down, putting this person around that, you know, 22, 2400 calorie diet. Okay. But watch this. If I subtracted that 100 grams of protein that I've gave him, that's 400 calories. So that's actually putting this person energy wise at 18, 1700. That's the reason they're losing that body fat so fast. But they're getting 2,400 because I've got that protein up 100 grams, right? So that, if everyone's that, following, the, re the whole reason this makes sense is because of the thermic effect of, of, protein. Yeah. of protein, which means if I give you 100 calories of protein, 30 of those calories we use to digest that protein. There's energy. So I've got these, these guys now 100 grams extra from when I started. It's 400 calories. That's 120 calories a day of the thermic effect of food. I've got them walking 90 minutes. I will ask as a push, you know, if we're really pushing in a challenge, I will ask for as much walking as possible. And that varies person to person because everybody's got different jobs, yeah. you know, but sometimes they'll get up and they'll get two hours of walking, which I know sounds crazy, but not really because you get an hour for lunch, right? And you can get 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes in the evening or 30 minutes before your workout, right? So a lot of my, these guys and gals will get up to two hours of walking with a vest plus their workout, right? And I tell them, I'm like, Kendra, or we said Stephanie earlier, right? That was the name we we're using. Stephanie, this is just a short period of time. Yeah. I don't expect you to walk two hours a day. Do I want you to walk 45 to 60 minutes most days of your life as my habit? 100% I do, right? Do I need you to eat 200 grams of protein for the rest of your life? No, no, this is just for a short period of time, Right. But that is, that is my final push inside of these individuals that are losing this 60, 80, 100 pounds. That's my final push. Once we get there, I add some carbs and fats back into their diet, and then we will pull the protein down some. Where I pull the protein down, okay? Kendra, I want you to pretend you're Stephanie. This is the question I asked. Hey, Stephanie, um, how'd you feel eating 200 grams of protein versus the 180 plus the, plus the one or the 150? Where did you feel that it wasn't a job to get the protein in at? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then whatever Stephanie answers me and she says, well, Jeremy, like the 150 was actually fairly easy and I could hit 150 to 170 every day. I'm like, perfect. That's where I want you to be for your lifestyle. You see what I'm saying? Because yeah, some, yeah. Yeah, some, of the, some of the guys love to eat 250 grams of protein. 300 is a little bit of a job for them. I've had a few stay at 300 because they just liked it, but most of them will drop it back down to that 250 range, which once again is above the one gram per target body weight that we are saying is the starting point. So Goes back to what I said earlier. Most people are over fat, under muscle, not consuming enough protein. So I'm yeah. changing habits along the journey. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I mean, obviously we're aligned in our, in our 
strategies there. And I've, I've taken people up. I think the highest protein I've given somebody was like 230, a woman who was 200 pounds. Bigger frame, um, yeah. Yeah. And, and that was, that was the last ditch. She was having trouble tolerating the low calories, but like she was also having trouble adhering in general. So, you know, there's a lot, there's, there's a lot that you can do to, to, to push the results. You also do, I love what you said too, though. Listen, if you have a hundred pounds to lose, that's crazy. It's a crazy amount of weight to have gained and it's a crazy amount of weight to lose. And you're probably going to have to do some extra work. Sorry, not sorry. Like that is the consequence and that is what is required, but it's not forever. But the, the those results will help keep you motivated. Don't you think? Like there's, when you have weight to lose, there's nothing more motivating than results of some level, whether it's strength, look at me, I walked more look at me, the scale went down, look at my measurements. I fit into these pants. Now I can move more body. You know, I'm stronger. That's what will keep you going. And there is like, there's a big conversation, you know, after the fact of a journey that has to be had, right. Has to be had. There is a thing. Right. Because what happens is I've, I've got this person that was 300 pounds, had no good eating habits. What he knows now is that he can do well on 24 to 2,800 calories, right? That's what he knows. Now the next step is having that conversation of like, hey, John, you know, hey, Adam, you, you can actually probably consume 3,500 calories to 4,000 calories if you keep that activity level up that you're doing and maintain. So what we'll slowly do there, once again, is I'm going to add some fuels back in. So remember, carbohydrate and fats are your fuels. We put those into the Krebs cycle. They produce energy. Protein builds things. That's why when you increase protein in the diet, it doesn't cause weight gain. It's calories, yes. But remember, your calories is just a unit of energy. This would be the same way if I say to Kendra, hey, come see. Oh, wait, you're in, you're in Florida too now, right? That analogy doesn't work. Come up and see me. Yeah. Yes, right? So if if I you know call Kendra up, I'm like, hey, because she's in Southern Florida, I'm in Northern Florida now. I'm like, hey, come up and see me, right? I need you to put X amount of energy in your car. Okay, what does that mean? Right? Gas is the fuel. Your battery could be energy. Oil could be energy, but if she got a new battery for her car and a, and, a, and a couple of cases of oil, but didn't get any gas, she ain't making it to Northern Florida. Florida's a big state. I'm learning that, right? It's, it's not so like, big. oh, we'll see you in a couple of hours. It's so big. Yeah. yeah, see you in a couple of hours. So, so remember that with carbs and fats, it's the carbohydrate and the fat that we manipulate, right? That we titrate down or we titrate up based on our goals. Protein stays the same. With the caveat of what we just taught you today, that you can increase protein in your fat loss journey to preserve muscle tissue and produce optimal results because of the benefit of keeping you full and the benefit of the thermic effect that comes along with it. Yeah, the 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 longer it takes you to get up to your protein, the more painful this is going to be for you. It really is, you know. Yeah. If, if you come for help and you just keep doing the same thing, cause that's, what's easier for you. It's just, that's like, logically, you're going to just stay the same. That protein is it's King. You know, it really like, is. I'm going to go back to Stephanie and say, Stephanie, you keep leaving your eggs out of the recipe for the cake. Yeah. Until you, you put the eggs in the recipe. I, I can't give you anything else. Right. I'm not, right? I'm not going right. to, I can't increase your protein. I can't do anything else because that's the basics. Right. right. So I think that's, right. that is, that is very right. important. Hey, you know, even if it's got to be shakes in the beginning, right? And I'm not buying, buy, my people will tell you this, like, hey, a multivitamin, omega-3 fatty acid, magnesium, and protein powder. That's what I've kind of come to where I blanket, hey. re blanket yeah. recommend to people, yeah. Yeah. right? Even with, even with Octopti Greens, I've backed off a little bit because I've had recently a lot of people that are eating a lot of fruits and veggies. Yeah. You know, and, so and, hit or, and hit or miss, like, man... It, if you can afford it, I, I say green, I say essential stack greens, microfactor omegas. And you taught me about the 4,000. I'm up to 4,000 now, dude, that was a game changer. It was like a thousand wasn't even making a dent. Right. Yep. Four, yeah. So that's, that's where I live. And even like vitamin D, I used to yep. blanket recommend that because most people yep. are low, but yep. now I, I teach supplements is like this. It's like the eighth grade. You're asking your eighth grade significant other out, right? You're passing the note and you're like, check yes or no. Right. So if you come to me and say, yeah, exactly. So Stephanie, if you come to me and say, hey, Jeremy, should I take collagen? It's like a flow chart in my mind. 
So the first thing that I ask is, are you 35 years or older? Right. Mm-hmm. And if Stephanie says yes, then hey, take collagen. Mm-hmm. She says no. Then my next question, are you having any issues out of your joints or your hairs and nail hair and your nails isn't as pretty or as healthy as you want? Right. So if she says, yes, I, I feel like I'm losing a little bit of hair, you know, or my joints hurt and she's less than 35, then I would say, okay, yes, collagen again. So that's how I do supplements. It's almost like a personal thing. Someone comes with gut issues, right? Gut issues, not consuming veggie veggies, then boom. Hey, you would probably benefit from Opti Greens. Yeah. Right. So yeah, but my microfactor omegas, hands down, I would say creatine too. I'm going to add that to the list. We won't talk about that, but just in research that we're doing down here. But yeah, I mean, okay. So we have our basic supplementation, foundational health, which is so interesting. Like at, at our age, people are like, you don't need it. And it's like, but every 70 year old has a pill pack taking multis, like just freaking take them now, like just yeah. take them now. Stop waiting until you're sick. You know, like 100%. take them, take, this is, he- this is health. And that's a great point. Like no longer along that hundred pound journey. Do I recommend anything else? If, no. Yeah. If hunger becomes an issue, then we might look at like the one DB because hunger is becoming an issue, but hunger is generally not an issue when I crank the protein up like that. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. We might toss the kitchen sink at it and the kitchen sink in my world of fat loss is that last challenge. We're really trying to get lean. We might add CLA and L-carnitine. Yeah. But that's it, right? Like everything else becomes individualized. Yeah. You're asking me, right? Like, so you can see in the background, those are traveling supplements with me. It's Formula One and it's Megawatt. Yeah. Those are my traveling supplements that I make sure that I take, right? Other than the multivitamin, the magnesium, um, the mega three, yeah. right? Those are more of my specialty supplements. Um, so I think that's a very good point, yeah. you know, too, so. Well, you can, you can, I think it's fun. People can add fun things in, try different things, but the foundations are the same. It's the same thing as, if we kind of wrap this up to let you go and move you along to whatever other thing, I don't know what could be more important than this. And they all, hey, we, all want you back on the podcast as a regular guest. So maybe I'll have to make a trip North. You know what? I would love, we'll figure it out. I don't know what it looks like quarterly, monthly. Cool. We can name, we can name it. Right. You could be the, you could be the bread, right? Can I be the peanut butter sandwich? Honey. Peanut butter and honey, right? Hey, on this this episode of Peanut Butter and Honey, it's just (laughs) an extension of the podcast. Boom, we created it. Ah, Well, okay. So just to to summarize here, and also I somebody snuck in this question, and I'm just okay. What is the what is the advice for a, a woman who's at 130 pounds on maintenance with a little bit of stomach fat? And I I wanna like here's the thing. This is a refining at at this point. You, when you're in a maintenance, you're five couple, three, 130 pounds, you've lost 30 pounds. Now we're talking about refining. And this is where now we're talking about, you want to change and improve the physique. This is a matter of running the play, lifting heavy weights, same thing and doing it for long enough. Like it's the same process. What comes to mind there is when someone hits a plateau, a couple of questions I ask. Hey, hey, she's, on ma- she's on maintenance by design. So she's yeah. not at a plateau. Like we're, we're, we're picking on Stephanie here, right? Hey, Stephanie, <laughs> hypothetical client today. Hey, Stephanie, how much walking are you doing? Right? What is your protein level? So one thing I would try with a little bit of body fat in the tummy area that we want to lose, right? So once again, flow chart, I start thinking, okay, let's try higher protein to begin with. If we keep our carbs and fats the same. That means you've got the same amount of fuel coming in. So the increase in protein will not affect fat loss. It can only help it, right? Because you're going to increase the thermic effect of food, right? So I would try that. If we're only at 150 grams of protein, I would try to maybe go 175, even eventually to 200. Yeah. The other thing I would probably ask is like, hey, how much walking are we doing? Do we have a vest yet? Those would be the things that, okay, hey, Jeremy, I'm walking 60 minutes a day. Cool. Let's add a 20 pound vest. That'll burn a little bit more calories. Right. So try to get rid of that, you know, once again, just lose a little bit of that body fat as we're maybe we're recomping with a good amount of calories in there to promote that muscle gain. Yeah. 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 So everybody can always increase their protein and try that. Um, the thing I always think too, is you, you cannot always be in a diet phase, but as women in our heads, we always need to be dieting, but there needs to be a period where you're not, where you are building, where you're not constantly cutting, um, and that's what I'm trying to untrain 
and undo is like giving ourselves seasons of natural diet breaks, natural building phase. And feel comfortable with the higher calories. And be right? yeah. once again, yeah. the, your, your history, most people that are on here, once again, I can't see names. I don't know who was on here. I can recognize Stephanie, names. Stephanie, so. let's say we just Stephanie. picked it. Yeah. Hey, Stephanie, you need to learn that you can maintain on 1,800, 2,000 calories. I know that you know that you can lose on 1,400 because we've done it multiple times, but you keep letting the pendulum swing. Yeah. We have to learn that it's okay to eat 2,000 calories. Right, right. I'm doing it now. It's feel, it feels really good. It's very satisfying to not be trying to diet and then, and then overeating every day. Like it's just, just eating more every day and being like, I am fueled is so good. I'm the leanest that I've been at 3000 calories a day. Damn. Could I be a little bit leaner a hundred percent? Right. But I can still see some upper abs, right? Like I feel, I feel good. I feel strong inside my CrossFit workouts. I ran eight miles the other day at, you know, 11 minute miles, but that was pushing the baby and the dog. Right. Like, so I, same thing, like I feel good. And I think this is, you know, over the past few years, I've really got good about not letting the pendulum swing. Right. It swings a little bit, 10 ish pounds and dial it back, 10 ish pounds and dial it back. But this is like, okay, I'm leaner than I've been. And I'm at the high calories. Like it feels good. Right. Cause yeah. the workout's so good. So I think that is very important for people to realize. Okay. So here now we're really going to sum it up to, I'm going to just tell me if I miss anything here, but I was, I was taking notes. So hundred pounds, we, Jeremy and I are in agreement, hundred pounds and 30 pounds, same process. One is going to take longer. And maybe if you've got to hundred pounds, there's some psychological stuff in there, depends on how long you've had it. Um, but that's a lot of us. Okay. So like this is just important to know that it's possible for you to do that. So we build the snowball as coaches build trust and we start to implement some of the changes, setting the kind of the mindset right for the journey ahead. Um, Jeremy mentioned over fat and under muscled. I love that. That's just that you can think of us as human beings in our culture. That That is the issue that we are in. He implements the three pillars of fat loss, which is if you haven't listened to the podcast with Dr. Chad and me, it's three pillars of fat loss. And Jeremy knows Dr. Chad. We've all worked together for many years. This, this is how it's done. There's no secret. Um, 60 minutes of walking three times a week of resistance training. That's aggressive for somebody who's gone from couch, but you got to get aggressive if you want to lose hundred pounds or 30 pounds. Um, and then we talked a lot about increasing protein. So really using that, uh, that idea of the thermic effect of protein to be able to improve that caloric burn resting metabolic rate and in, in caloric deficit without having you do more physical work. You can do that through food. And I think the other thing to the protein is it's so the satiety level protein. Yeah. So, right. I forget, I, I granulin leptin, I, I get my hormones kind of mixed up if I'm, if I'm not studying them often, but like eating like a big protein breakfast, like we're saying 40, 50, 60 grams of protein at breakfast almost has just a good effect on decreasing hunger as some of the medications that are on the market, yeah. right. For decreasing hunger. So, you know, doing a bolus of protein in the morning, um, bolus, I'm, I'm getting medical, right. Bolus that protein <laughs> yeah, in there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> consume the high protein, you know, breakfast, like can help with hunger so much more. And don't be afraid to eat a meal and drink a shake right? Like nothing wrong with your body will process. It will use, it will digest that 40, 50, 60 grams of protein, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, so don't be afraid of, of doing that in this journey. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. You have so much love and uh, support in here. People are happy to see you and we'll do a peanut butter and honey episode. I love it. You think of the time I will, I'm redoing my schedule as the next challenge comes up anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I have no problem like working in an hour slot, even if we don't yeah. do it on a weekly basis, working in an hour there that could be, I could call it podcast, right? So I could either start working on mine with some notes and stuff. And then, you know, if you want to do it every so often, boom, we slide it in there, but that would be awesome. Love it. We'd love and then it. And I just like said, go, go back to what I, what I said earlier. Like I am, am thankful, you know, and appreciate like everyone that that's on here, right. That supports you, you know, and supports the mission of, of, you know, first one being a lifestyle company. And I think that's, you know, maybe something that we as coaches, especially, ooh, about said older, more experienced coaches, older. you know, can teach those younger coaches is like, hey, don't forget to tell your people you appreciate them too, right? Because my education remains the same, 
but only 30% of the people technically, you know, follow the plan. Yeah. So I always tell my people like, Hey, I appreciate you with, cause without you, then I couldn't be recognized. Yeah. Right. Kendra couldn't yeah. say all those nice things about me without the individuals that have ran the play. And I'm grateful for that. That is the, that is the, that's, that is the payback as a coach, you know, it's like, doing the work and getting the results is so cool. And it helps us, keeps us motivated. It helps me show up, right? If nobody did the work, I, I you know, what am I doing? So yeah. we're going to fix right. a, a burger and bar or a burger yeah. and beer, beer I'm joint. I'm about to we... go ha- throw down some uh, bison and rice. Awesome. I love yeah. it. Yep. All right, guys. Thanks for being here. Share the show five stars. We'll put Jeremy's contact information in the show notes, follow him on Instagram, go check it out his results. I would say from a coaching perspective, undeniable. You'll be blown away. Awesome. Have a great day, guys. All right, you too. Bye.